everybody. Welcome back to Negro Please Radio. I'm your host, Chris Allen. And as usual, off the top, I want to take the time out to thank each and every last one of you guys for tuning in, downloading, streaming. However you taking my podcast, I appreciate it. Uh, man, it's going to be a little bit longer episode. I got a lot to talk about. Uh, my son started school. I was at a bachelor party. So let's just jump in. I hope everybody's doing well. Uh, yeah, if, you, um, if you're new, I do. this is my weekly podcast. It's usually about 20... 25 minutes sometimes 30 uh i just talk about the different things that are on my mind things that are going on in my life uh, about my son just just whatever i got going on so if you like it tell a friend if you hate it tell a friend uh so i'll start with my milestone for those who don't know we have a nine-year-old soon to be 10 year old son his name is miles and um he started the fifth grade yesterday he's very excited uh, we're excited. I can't believe, we can't believe that we have a fifth grader. Um, it just seems like yesterday we were dropping him off at kindergarten, and here he is finishing up his last year of, of uh, elementary school. Uh, it kind of sucks that he missed half a third grade and some of fourth grade due to the pandemic, but uh, it is what it is. And uh, we're, we're excited. We're expecting to have a great year. He actually wants to play in the band this year. He wants the flute. The flute. And, you know, what's funny, I remember making fun of a kid. In eighth grade, seventh and eighth grade. I'm not gonna say his name. I don't want to get sued. Uh, <laughs> one day. But uh, yeah, for playing the flute, and here I am. Years later, my son wants to play the flute. Uh, I think that just shows I've grown some, matured, and um, I don't know. I think there are some people, some men, who would definitely have an issue with their son playing the flute. <laughs> but uh, I'm not. I'm not one of those people, and I, I recognize that when he said that, I was just like. I felt pretty good. I go, man, you know what? I can't even lie. I would say 10, 12 years ago, I would think that was very effeminate. But, hey, I don't give a fuck. I just want a son that is productive, that is happy, that is doing things that he wants to do and not be judged for it. So, hey, if y'all think playing the flute is gay, fuck y'all. Guess I don't give a fuck. My son can play the flute, and I'll be the proudest motherfucking flute dad there is. Um, So I'm looking forward to that. So we'll see how it goes. Uh, he's like I said, he's really excited. I think he's really excited about being the big kids in, in the school now. You know, uh, I just remember watching him going in as a kindergarten first grader, and uh, just seeing all those bigger kids. Like, man, I can't believe he's gonna be in fifth grade one day, and and here we are. And that's crazy to think. The kids that were in fifth grade when he was in kindergarten, they should be uh, juniors in high school right now. Juniors in high school. Actually, wait. Yes, juniors in high school. So uh, that's that's exciting for him. I'm a, I'm a, we're we're excited. So uh, good luck to Miles and all the kids at the school, man. Uh, let's all have a fun, safe school year for the kids, man. So uh, and shout out to the teachers. Shout out to the teachers who are gonna have to go back and deal with all these weird fucking parents with all this shit going on. Uh, my hat goes off to you. Uh, yeah. Just try to be respectful. Don't don't try. Be respectful of the teachers. You know what? If you don't like the school because they're teaching some shit you don't like, guess what? Take your kids out of the school. Teach them your fucking self. How about that? If you're so worried about them learning about black people and gay people and your version of slate, take them out of the fucking school. We don't need you harassing and beating up fucking teachers and administrators. All right? They go through enough shit. But anyway... It was a crazy weekend. I had a lot going on. Um, I left Saturday, Sunday. But let me, uh, I got to back up. So 
My wife's event, the Solar Sea Veil, finally happened this past weekend, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Uh, no, I'm sorry, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Uh, Friday night was uh, like the opening night. They had a screening of a movie. Um, it was nice, man. They, we watched a little bit of uh, Do the Right Thing before we had to get back to the house. But uh, food truck, nice turnout. Uh, Friday, so not as many people because people are working. And Saturday, it's her event. Not only did she help plan the entire thing, she's actually doing something. So I, I, I can say this. I can't really express how proud I am of my wife. I mean, months and months of phone calls, planning, uh, emails, meetings, virtual and in person. And not only was she putting this together, she actually also put together her own fashion show, a couple other uh, designers or stylists. I want to say stylists. So not only is she helping to plan this overall event, she is actually... I mean, not actually. Yeah, she's actually holding her own little uh, event as well. The fashion show. Did I already say that? Yes, I did. Sorry. <laughs> so not only uh, is she doing all that, she's picking out outfits. She's getting her models. They're doing um, practices, walkthroughs, run-throughs, multiple fittings. So she is super busy, and this has been going on for months and months. And to see it all come to fruition was amazing. I mean, there were a few thousand people there. We get there Saturday, Miles and I, because she's already there. And, I mean, you can barely walk around. It is shoulder to shoulder. People are everywhere. There's families, uh, just food. There's vendors. Like uh, uh, There's kids running around riding bikes, people laughing, having drinks, eating ice cream, just just having a great time. It's just a beautiful event. It's a, a celebrating uh, black people in the community here in, in Charlottesville after we had a horrific event uh a few years back you know so it's just a way to claim back that weekend claim today and remember those who uh lost their life that day a, a few years back uh, heather higher so it, it was a it was a beautiful tribute to that weekend it was it was a lot of fun uh people had had a great time they had a bunch of performers they had dance groups they had rappers music it was it was amazing and after the show, I don't think my wife had time to really sit back and look at what she had done. But after the show was done, she walked out and she was like, oh, my God, I can't believe all these people are here. And uh, I saw her tear up. I rarely ever see my wife cry. And um, it was it was beautiful. She saw she finally saw all the hard work right there in the flesh. Uh, all the just just watching it all come together, man, was uh, I can't imagine how it made her feel because I was super proud of her. Miles was super proud of her. Um, after her last model walked, they all came out. She walked out as well. Miles gave her a, a bouquet of flowers, a bouquet or bouquet, 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 bouquet. I'm not really sure. Uh, she killed it. Every all the models looked great. Everybody showed all the models love. Uh, just I mean, it, I can't even express how proud I am and how happy I am for her, uh, for the city of Charlottes Charlottesville. So shout out to any and everybody that was involved putting that together. If you had, if you were a vendor, if you're a performer, you guys did a great job and hopefully we can do it again, uh, next summer. Uh, she's getting a lot of great reviews. Um, I, I think she said everything she asked for, she ended up getting, she asked for people to donate their time, their effort, their skills. And people did that. And, uh, she stayed positive you know, there were some 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 low points, but they got a lot of donations and uh, something that turned out to be uh, it was going to be a thing of the people basically, like I said, donating their time and talent and skills. Uh, they people are going to get paid. I, you know, 
There's a lot of people involved. It might not be much, but people are going to get paid because there were people with money saw this and was like, hey, I want to help out. And that's great. So, again, shout out to everybody who was involved. Thank you to people who invested. And uh, hopefully next year will be even better, even bigger, more successful. And, uh, again, I'm proud of my life. wife. I, I love you, babe. I'm so proud of you. It was a, an amazing event. And uh, shout out to the city of Charlottesville. Oh, and you know what? Let me say this. This was a black event. But I, I, I will say this. I, I got to give it to the, to the white people that came out. There are there is a group of white people out there who definitely do not want to raise their kids to be ignorant, racist, bigoted, closed minded. And they bring their kids to these black events and they have a great time. So I got to give a quick, a quick shout out to the white people who do that, man, who really embrace the black community. They don't see it as, uh, uh, you, you know, just um, a photo op. They're actually there having a good time. They know us. They know the culture. They know the music. They know the lyrics. They like our food, all that shit. It's, it's not, like I said, it's not a photo op. It is people who are genuinely uh, interested and um, they want to see the black community do well. And it's coming from a good place. And they're not trying to put themselves out there to show them, hey, I'm white and I'm doing this. No, these are true allies, people who know when to speak up, people who know when to take a back seat. So shout out to all those people who came out, man. It was a great time. And hopefully over time, it it it's already an event open to everybody, but hopefully over time people will feel more comfortable and come out. This is a time to get to know the black people in your community. We come to y'all motherfucking uh, Lilac Festival, your German Fest. Come check out our shit. Come check out any black soul thing. Leave your weapons home, goddammit. <laughs> come out, have a good time. Get to know the people of your community. And uh, that's the way we get better. That is the way we get better. So, uh, again, shout out to everybody that did that. I just wanted to say that one last time. And I love you, baby. You did a great job. Man, so I know a lot of people probably want to hear about the bachelor party. Yes, I was invited. I went to North Mark Norman's bachelor party in Tampa. So um, I had an early flight out on Sunday. So we went to my wife's event. I want to say the fashion show was about 7. We stayed to about, uh, about 8.30ish. We, uh, maybe a little bit earlier. I think we got home around 8.30. Um, so I got an early flight, 6.45 wheels up on this flight. And it's out of Richmond, which sucks. I, ha- I got to get there early because there's three shows on Sunday. We got a three, six, and a nine at Side Splitters. So I got to get up around 4 o'clock. Ah, it's going to be a long, long day. 4 o'clock, out the house, three shows. Three six nine. The last show probably won't be over until around eleven thirty. I'm guessing, and then getting to you know by the time we get to bed, I was assuming maybe one two three o'clock in the morning. I'm like, this is gonna be a twenty four hour day. So I get back home, uh, go to bed. I got my shit all ready. I set my alarm for three thirty. I fall asleep. I wake up, it's still dark. I go, man, it's probably like 1 o'clock, 2 o'clock. I probably can sleep for another hour and a half or so. I look at my phone, it's dead. I'm like, what the fuck? So I get up, I run downstairs, I look at the clock. It says 4.30, and I'm like, what the fuck? I have overslept by an hour. It's actually 4.20. Uh, the clock is set 10 out, 10 minutes faster. I run upstairs. I do what I got to do. I get ready as fast as I can, and I'm out of the house within seven minutes 
I'm out of here and I hit the road. It's a 90 minute drive. And it might it's a little shorter to take the back roads, but I do not like driving these back roads around here because it's two lanes, there's so many deer, a lot of drunk people. So I take the main roads, so it's about a 10 15 minute uh added to my my trip. But it's safer. And I'm doing 90 the entire way. Um I make it. It's about 5.55 when I get there. I got to park in the hourly parking because I don't have time to go to the economy lot, wait for a bus, get well, you know, all that kind of stuff. So I know it's going to be an arm and a leg when I get back. Hop out the car, run inside, drop my bag off, get to the TSA line. I get to the front of the TSA pre-check line, give her my passport and everything. And she's like, you're not TSA pre-check. I go, yeah, I am. I look at my boarding pass. It's not even on there. So I got to walk out of that line, which is kind of embarrassing, but whatever. So I got to go out of that line, and now I got to wait through the snake. And uh, I finally get to my gate, and I'm group seven, and they're uh, seating group five. So I, I make it just in time. I don't have to wait a long time, maybe five minutes. I get on. The flights are fine. I head down to get my luggage in Tampa. Uh, Umar texts me. He goes, hey, I'm here. Uh, me and Umar meet up. We take an Uber over to the club. It's closed. We got to wait at, at Chili's for a while. The manager finally gets there. So we're at Side Splitters now. I meet the staff. I change clothes. And slowly but surely, everybody starts um, uh, filing in. You know, um, who showed up first? I think Norman showed up first. Norman and Youngblood, uh, Andrew Youngblood, actually from Rochester. Uh, born and raised just like me. There were oddly three people from uh, Rochester on this trip. And uh, Andrew Youngblood, he lives in Houston from Rochester, and he owns and runs, runs this club called The Secret Group, which is really, really cool. Uh, and uh, so Norman and Youngblood show up. And then I think Cantor shows up, Jason Cantor, New York City comic. Um, uh, Ari Shafir shows up. Then Joe List shows up. So we're all there. Uh, all the shows are sold out. The first show Umar hosted all the shows are great. We Everybody does well. We have a great time. Second show, I host, because I was like, you know what? I think that 9 o'clock show is going to be super, super hot. I ain't hosting that bitch. So I volunteer for the second show, and Andrew Youngblood uh, hosts the third show. And um, Bert was coming from the West Coast. He was supposed to be on the first two shows. Things didn't happen. He shows up for the third show. Now, I got to say this, man. That third show was so hot. I had one of the best sets of my life on that show. I know it was only eight minutes, but it was just so much fun, man. And, uh, you know, List kills, Norman kills. And then now uh, Mike Kelts is there. He's like Howard Stern of Florida. And he goes up, and everyone thinks he's a special guest. They go pretty crazy. And uh, he goes, I'm not the guy. You, you The guy you came here to see, uh, y'all love him. He's a Florida native, everybody. And, like, people are starting to figure out that it's Burt Kreischer. And when they say his name, I mean, people go crazy. People are standing up. Their cameras are out. The You know, their camera phones are going. Everybody's going nuts. He's walking through the crowd. They're patting him on the shoulders. He's got a big-ass double Tito's and soda. I mean, they go crazy, crazy when he goes on stage. And then when he takes his shirt off, the roof just blows off the place. He goes up. He kills. It's a great show. Um, everybody wants to go to a strip club after. So we go to this place. I, I can't remember the name of it. Oh, it's, I think it's called Odyssey 2001. And the girl's very pretty. 
but it's fully nude, no booze. Not that I drink, but it's just weird to be in a strip club with waters. It's just it's very odd. I, I guess I feel like the alcohol is is an excuse for what everyone is doing. I mean, for the patrons and the strippers, it's like I, that has to be weird to show somebody your asshole sober and for you to sit there and look at someone's asshole sober. <laughs> I just, I don't know. But it, it was a good time. Uh, look, I'm not a strip club guy. I, I, I do and don't like strip clubs. I'm not into lap dances. I don't want private dances. I don't like all the fake talking, the sitting on the lap, the rubbing. Oh, big boy, nice arms. You work out. Don't do that. I'm not into that. The thing is, it's like, I'll tip. I'll be cool. Just be normal. That's all I ever ask. It's like, hey, you, you know what? I, I don't want to dance from you. I don't, uh, you know, we're not, I'm not going to go on VIP. If you want to kick it for a while, when you go up on stage, I'll tip. I'll tip you well. But, like, if you want to come over and hang out, just sit down. Look, I would be cool with the dancers coming over and go, oh, that guy's creepy. He gave me this. This was weird. And I'm, I'm, maybe that's a, a breach of, uh, I don't know, like, if it's, like, dancer-client confidentiality. But, like, if, if it's some dude in the, in the crowd being weird, I would like to hear that story. I would like to just talk shit or just tell me about today. If you got kids, that's cool. I just don't, I don't like to fake shit. I, I, I can't do that. It, it really ruins uh, the night for me. And I end up finding myself just avoiding eye contact with everybody looking at my phone, uh, trying to act like I'm in conversation with other people so I don't get bothered. I just, uh, yeah. <laughs> so we had a good time. And we finally get back to the beach house, which is in, it's on Reddington Beach. Uh, everything else was in Tampa, which is like 45 minutes away. So we didn't really go into Tampa proper at, that much, at, if, if at all. We kind of stayed out in the area we were in. So we finally go back to the house. This is still Sunday night. It's probably about 1.30. Um, and the house is great. It's in a, it's right on the beach. Uh, there's what, three floors. On the bottom floor, you obviously have the pool, the hot tub. Uh, they had a ping pong table, uh, a, a sitting area, like a a couple of uh, patio tables, beach chairs, grills out there, foosball, ping pong, like I said, that um, uh, beach chairs, uh, volleyballs, umbrellas for the beach. I mean, all, all the shit you need. A cooler with the wheels on, everything you need to go and have a good time. It is there. It's there. Main floor, you got the TV room, a big-ass couch, a big-ass kitchen table, two bedrooms down there. Where each one had one bed. Um, they had a patio out there with another nice table uh, around that, out on, out on that balcony down the way was like a little seating area with the with the umbrella you can just sit out there and all the all the all the rooms had like a sliding glass door in the balcony so you could all go out on the balcony out of your room actually the only the rooms that had the uh one bed sorry on the second on the third floor had that but uh, on the main floor you could basically there was a deck along the the entire back of the house so even if you were in the tv room that was a sliding door you could just open it and walk out and on that second balcony, you could see the beach. They had, we had the palm trees. You could hear the water. Uh, wake up every morning. You could see people running, biking, families out there. It was just it was just beautiful. Uh, so two big-ass Samsung refrigerators with shit in it. It's just, oh, the shit, I'll get to that. I'm, I'm, I need to relax. I get excited when I tell stories. 
So we get there, Umar and I, you go, you know what? There's no reason to hum and haw about what room we want. We we decide to just bunk together. We understand everybody's going to want their own room, but it's not going to happen because we're the nobodies on the group. We got famous comics. So we know we're not going to get a room to ourselves. We said, fuck it. We're going to bite the bullet. And we took the room that we wanted. And we didn't realize this until like later that night or early the next morning. We thought there were closets in our room. But when you open those doors up, there were another room. There was another room that had three beds. Well, one single and then a bunk bed. So they slept. Let's see. That was five in that room, 10, 11, 12. And I think there might have been one or two people that were really close that knew each other that like actually bunked with uh, a friend. Like stayed because the beds, the, the single beds were huge. Oh, and Matt Salacuse was there. I almost forgot. Uh, did I even run down the whole list of people? It was me, Umar Khan, good friend of mine, Baltimore comic. Um, Jason Cantor, New York City comic, Andrew Youngblood, Rochester Native, Houston comic, Norman Liss, Burt Kreischer, um, this dude named Mans. I don't want to say his first name, but he's a cameraman, TV guy. He used to work with Burt on TV shows. He was super cool, traveled around the world, big snorkeler, loves the ocean. He would go in at night and shit, just wild dude. Been everywhere, really, really cool. And uh, Pete, Burt's assistant, was there as well. Also, Rochester. Born and raised. Very, very odd. Super cool. And let me say this. There is nothing like being around someone that has an assistant because they make shit so much easier. You could just go, hey, Pete, it would be nice to have this in the morning, and boom, you would have it. That's what happened Saturday night. I go, man, I wish we could have some breakfast. I woke up. Eggs, bacon, bagels, lunch meat, uh, bread, cheese uh, anything you wanted for snacks and shit we had it chips he he just had it he stayed up late with us but he got up before us got all that stuff and was cooking it when we got up the next morning so uh that night we pretty much just got back to the house hung out people were drinking smoking cigars laughing uh all that kind of stuff just just having a great time uh we didn't go to bed till maybe three or four and we were going fishing the next morning everybody was pretty apprehensive about it so we wake up Saturday to the food that Pete made. We we have a quick little breakfast. Everybody's excited. And it turns out to be a beautiful day for fishing because it is nice out, but it's overcast. We got two boats. It's me, Youngblood, Mans, and Pete on one, bo on one boat. And then the other boat is Salacuse, uh, Bert, Ari, Joe, and Umar. Canner didn't go. He was way too fucked up from last night. He could barely even walk when we got home that night. He was too fucked to go. And Doug Key ended up showing up later that day. He had some stuff going on, so he showed up today or well, that on um, Monday. So we get to the fishing place. We divvy up the we we put beers and drinks and all that kind of stuff on each boat, and we all go out. We we go out about a half an hour, uh, and we sit out there for a while. We do some. I think they call it trolling fishing, where the boat kind of moves a little bit. We learn how to throw the lines out there. And we caught about 12 mackerel on our boat. It was a lot of fun. Uh, the other boat, they didn't. I think they caught one or two fish. Umar ended up throwing up. Uh, at one point, Mans, who loves the ocean, like I said, he convinced the captain to let them out. And there just happened to be a sunken barge that went down there maybe, uh, I think they said 30 or 40 years ago. Actually, 50 years ago, that, and it's still down there in about 40 feet of water. So the captain stopped over that, and they, he let Mans jump out, and Mans got to take a look at that sunken barge, which was cool. 
And um, uh, he hooked us up to try to catch Barracuda. We got one on the line, but we lost it. And uh, it was fun. That was my first time really being on a boat out there like that fishing. I had a lot of fun. I didn't get seasick. The captain was really cool. Um, we all come back to shore. And I've always heard of this. I've seen it. I've seen it, but I've never done it. And it's one of those deals where if you catch something, they'll clean it for you. And there's restaurants in town that will cook it for you. So we decided to do that. And when they're cooking, when they're cleaning all these fish, we're doing it right there on the docks. All these big ass pelicans and, and cranes and all these other little beach birds come out. They want the guts. They want the, all the skins and all that type of shit. So we get to feed these big ass weird birds. Uh, that was fun. I've never really gotten to do that. Uh, look, I've, I feel like I've done a lot in my life, but I've also uh, said no to a lot of things. A lot of things. Um, I, I haven't really been a an, an adventurous person my, my, during my life. I have to admit that. I really haven't. So, we, uh, yeah, the fishing goes great. I think we're out there for maybe two hours or so. It's like a three hour a four hour ordeal but the fishing was great man i think uh, it being overcast really really made it easier because i couldn't imagine those dudes being hung over and just out in the sun like that uh for a second i thought they had the better boat because their boat had a little uh cover on the back part i don't even know the name i don't even know what you call shit on the boat but our captain was dope we caught a shit ton of fish nobody got sick in our boat so we uh we get the fish clean, they bag it up, and we I go to this place which is ironically called the friend the friendly fisherman. There's twelve of us. I get us a big table, a big party. It's Monday. They might not have a ton of people there. So we want to sit abreast from each other, and the lady is just like, "This is how the restaurant is set up. It's like." Smaller booths on the side, then you have a walking aisle, then you have a bigger booth, and then you have a walking aisle, and then the smaller booths. And we're like, hey, can we just sit abreast from each other? Sorry, we can't do that. The tables on the side are for tables of four, parties of four. They would not let us sit next to each other. We had to sit in a row. And Bert goes, you know what? Fuck this. We grab all of our fish, and we just walk out. I don't understand why you can't accommodate a large party. There's no one in there in your restaurant. If it takes a little bit longer, that's fine. We can order drinks and other stuff. That's that's completely fine. But but to go, oh, we can't. I, I can't sit you there because that's for four people. We have the biggest party here. We're probably going to spend a thousand bucks in this place. Y'all just going to let that go? thousand dollars? When you say, you know what, fuck it. And then we ironically go to a place around the, uh, we had the exit, it's on the other side of the bay, uh, called Krabby's. And they were very, very nice. They were like, absolutely. Here, where do you, where y'all want to sit? We just walked around and go, how about that? She goes, yep, not a lot of people in here have at it. You can take those, those tables. It's exactly what we did. Uh, we got the fish blackened, uh, grilled, and fried. It was so good. And this is where Joe DeRosa uh, surprised us. We're all sitting around waiting for appetizers, and we hear somebody walking over go, hey, did this table order some drinks? And we look over, and it's a dude wearing one of the uh, the outfits that Bert bought everybody. Yeah, let me say that. Bert bought uh, everybody short sets and uh, like a, like a um, kind of like a, uh, 
like a it wasn't linen it was like that those cheap uh chinese outfits where it's like the, the different patterns and shit it almost looks like hawaiian clothes but it's, it wasn't it wasn't uh it wasn't um linen but it kind of had that that feel to it that look to it he's wearing one of our outfits and we go who the fuck is this guy he puts the tray down boom joe de rosa's got the big ass pit viper glasses on everybody goes nuts uh joe list set up that surprise they made it seem like he was going to be filming something he wasn't going to make it but he came everybody was happy doug key shows up and um the food was great uh bert got recognized by a bunch of people that's pretty cool having people come over take pictures and stuff and um we had a great lunch had a uh, just a good time laughing people had drinks we go back to the house uh we shower up people are resting take we are uh, we're just you know just having drinks people smoking weed cigars some people in the pool hanging out hot tub some guys go to the beach some people are resting just having a great time trying to figure out what we're going to do for the day and uh we decide <clears throat> we're going to do thai food and pizza so we had thai food we got some jets pizza some wings we're eating and stuff and the plan for the night is a couple of strip clubs one dive joint just to say we went and then something else that's nicer and let me tell you what that dive strip club did not disappoint but it did disappoint we got to remember this is a monday okay this is a monday going to a strip club this place is called mermaids we get there and it is free that is not good where they don't even charge to see your titties that is a wild it was wild we walk in it's it's pretty dead and I see this older white woman sitting at the bar. She's got to be in her mid-50s, smoking a cigarette purse. Just She looks like she might even own the place. Or she's just there hanging out. She just she looks like like, uh, like your friend's aunt. From, she, she looks like a lady from Florida. Like if you had a, a, a friend and say, oh, this is my aunt uh, Debbie from Florida, you would go, damn, she's definitely from Florida. I got to say this too. White people in beach towns age faster than everybody it's just too much sun they a lot of them smoke a lot they just look like uh leather handbags just bad coughs that's what this this lady looked like she might have been pretty back in the 70s 80s and she is a florida woman down on her luck on i mean just on her last leg i mean it, it really looked like she was like I got to make money. To, I got to eat tonight. I, I got to, I'm going to try to make a couple of dollars at the club. It really just seemed like, uh, like open mic night at a strip club. And, um, I had, I could not believe that woman worked there. I, I could not believe it. She was giving out massages. It was, I didn't get one. It was, it was bad. It was, it was bad. It was really, really bad. <laughs> they were, they were cool. They were a little aggressive at times. Um, but you know what? To be honest, I, I think they, they know what it is. They knew what it was. And I could honestly also see, like, because um, I was with a bunch of white dudes. I could see a bunch of white dudes being very, very rude and disrespectful to this, to in a place like this. I'm not saying that black dudes wouldn't do it. I'll, I'll say this. The, the buzz I know, we, we would have walked in there and walked out. We don't do like, oh, let's go to this shitty strip club for fun. We don't do that. So we would have been in and out. That's, and that's why I say that shit. We would have been like, nope, we ain't, we ain't coming here, man. But we had as much fun as we could, tip the ladies. Uh, then we, we we leave, and the guy who owns that place goes, hey, go check out this place called Atlantis. We get there night and day, mainly uh, Latina dancers, very pretty. 
This is a way better atmosphere. Way better. Everybody has a great time. Um, this this fun. Music is way better. Just, just night and day. That's all I can say. Debauchery happens. People have a great time. We leave a little early. I just like I said, I'm not. I am, but I'm not a strip club guy. And there's a group group of us. We left a little bit earlier. We get back to the house. We're hanging out. And it's kind of a mess. So I, I go, you know, let me clean up a little bit. So I clean up a little bit on the main floor just because I'm not paying anything for this. So I felt a little guilty. I go, let me, I can at least straighten up a little bit. We've been kind of trashing this place for the last couple of days. So I straighten up the kitchen, a lot of beer cans and bottles and shit around. I clean that up a little bit. And uh, everybody gets back. Uh, I think we left the strip club around 1.30. The other group gets gets back around 2.30. And we end up staying up up to like three or four o'clock in the morning. Actually, it was five. Just talking, having a great time. Uh, just about all kind of stuff. Just relationships, women, being married. Uh, all, just all kind of stuff. Just having a, a, a great time talking to the fellas. And uh, we end up going to bed. I get up Tuesday and I'm like, you know what? Everybody's having a great time. Uh and I decide to face one of my fears. I go, this is a beautiful place. Everybody is talking about how great the water is. And I go, I think this might be my time to get over my fear of um, water. And because I've never been in a natural body of water in my life. I just, I just don't, I can't do it. Couldn't do it. Especially if it's something I can't see the bottom of. It's not happening. Not going to happen. And I know Joe loves the ocean. He talks about it all the time. Whenever he's out and about and he, he has to get in the ocean, he goes, it heals. I love the salt water. I love how it feels. Uh, it just it just feels like I'm home. And I go, you know what? I'm going to ask Joe something. And uh, he walks out on the balcony. I go, hey, man. I was like, I've never been in the ocean. I'm scared. I know you love it. I was like, would you would you go out with me into the ocean for my very first time? Not one hesitation. He goes, absolutely. Let me go put my shorts on. And Doug and Umar are there. I go, hey, man, y'all want to be part of this? They go, absolutely, man. It's nice having a group of supportive friends, man. Uh, so we all go out. I can't lie. I, and I'm I'm also a very, like, uh, I'm weird about just, I don't like to be naked outside without a shirt on. None of that. I don't even wear tank tops, flip flip-flops, none of that shit. I don't do it. I just don't like how it feels. So even to be outside without a shirt on is a big thing for me. I, I just, it's just, I'm not comfortable doing it. Uh, that was, that was rough, but I said, fuck it. No, no one cares. It's really all in my head. And I walk out into the water and I have a great time. I mean, we stay out there for about an hour. You know, uh, eventually um, I want to, uh, Ari came out, Bert came out. Um, Joe DeRosa ends up coming out. So we're all, all out in the water having a great time. You know, uh, I get a picture while I'm out there. It's it was it was fun, and uh, I also told myself, how can I teach my son to be brave to try new things if I don't? You know, I I also have to branch out and do the things I might be af I might be afraid of. Uh, I I can't be a good father, husband, uh, partner if I'm not also trying to better myself. So I, I saw that as an opportunity to face a fear. And, and do something I've never done before. Something I'm always trying to talk to Miles about doing. And, and I did it. And it I didn't die. You know, I will, will admit it was, a, it was a little scary. You just don't know what's out there. And when I, when I uh, at one point, I did freak out. 
And I'm like trying to backpedal out of this water and I end up falling. It was kind of funny. And they were like, dude, relax. It's just seaweed. It's like there's nothing. And uh, so I'm chilling and we're about like nipple deep in the water. And I go, there's some two big ass blobs behind y'all. What the hell is that? And they go, oh, it's probably nothing. And Ari and Joe turn around. They go, oh, fuck, it's manatees. So I get a little freaked out and I, I come into shallow water. Uh, maybe up to my up to my knees to where I go these things can't swim in this like I can get out of this pretty quickly and sure enough manatees like if I would have stayed where I was they probably would have been about 10 or 15 feet away I mean just like any other living thing unless they want food from you or they're trying to kill you they want their space they want their space too I mean they were pretty fucking big Uh, if I had to guess maybe a couple hundred pounds but uh, yeah, they just swam by peacefully, and uh, it was it was a great experience. It was a great experience, and uh, I I wasn't sure if we were gonna go out again that night. That's why I didn't get back in. I didn't get back in. Uh, so I do that, and I want to say it was around t- uh, eleven o'clock. The IV lady was coming to give everybody IVs, IVs because they were going hard the little vitamin packs and all that type of shit. Um, Listen, I didn't get IV, so we decided to go to the store and get a few things for the house while we're out, uh, um, while everybody's doing that. Uh, so we go to Starbucks, we go to the uh, grocery store, and everybody's like, hey, get some sausages, get that. So we buy a few things, and then they're like, go to McDonald's, get $100 worth of McDonald's, and bring it back. So we go to McDonald's, get $100 worth of food, which is absolutely insane. Three big-ass bags full of burgers, um, fries. Just anything you can think of from McDonald's. We go back there and they devour the food. <laughs> and I got to say, people are pretty tired, but no one wants to be a bummer. It's, it's Mark's party. We go, hey, whatever you want to do, we'll do. And he goes, you know what? I think we should just stay in. So I would say around three or four, Umar and I made some um, uh, bratwurst and Italian sausages for everybody. Did it the easy way. We boiled them with some beer and water. He went down, grilled them. Everybody ate them. But I want to say around 8, 8.30, people got hungry again, and we decided to not do the uh, steak place. It was just too much of a hassle. So we ended up getting our own steaks, chicken, beans, uh, potato salad, shrimp, uh, salad. We end up making our own dinner. We all sit at the big table. We laugh. We have a good time. Um, we clean up. And we decide to do a fire pit. They make s'mores, more cigars, more weed. People are still boozing, drinking, getting fucked up. And uh, it's pretty late. People are starting to wind down. Everybody's leaving the next day. And so we all start just slowly going to bed at different times because we're all leaving uh, at different times. I decide to leave with Joe at 5.15. So I get up the next day, 4.45, shower, get dressed. Like Joe said, wheels up 5.15. We get to the airport and uh, we all head home. Get back to Richmond, $90 parking. Had to pay that. So that's the trip. That was the bachelor party. I had a lot of fun. Uh, meeting everybody was great. Uh, I finally got to meet Sally Cuse, uh, Andrew Youngblood. Uh, I think I knew everybody else. Mans was really cool. Uh, I hadn't seen Doug in a while. First time meeting DeRosa, but it was nice. First time hanging out with Bert. So it was a nice uh, it was a nice weekend, man, if you want to call it that. We had a great time getting to know some some different comics. We networking, laughing, having a great time. Uh, it was fun. 
it was nice to get away and hang around some other comics and not really talk about comedy uh, for a few days and just and just see each other in the day. <laughs> There's so many comics that you never like. Uh, we don't come across them in the daytime. I have a lot of comic friends that I have never seen in, in the daylight. Isn't that weird? Yeah, I've only seen them at night <laughs> and in the comedy club. So even just to see them in a grocery store in, a, in the day is very odd. So uh, there's a show. That's a show. I had a great time. Check, check out my stories. Check out uh, everybody else's stories that was on the show uh, and their Instagram, uh, Twitter, and whatever, TikTok posts. We had a lot of fun. Uh, yeah, we left a lot of stuff off the table, man. It's the best part. You, can, you can't tell everything. All I can say, we had a great time. It was, we went hard. Uh, nobody really complained. We all got along. <laughs> great shows. It was fun. I let my hair down. I, I, I enjoyed myself. And uh, I'm glad I, I got to experience some different things. And, and uh, hopefully that, that will allow me to start knocking more dominoes down of things I'm afraid to do or afraid to try or, or think I'm afraid to do and try. So, um, yeah, if you are living in the St. Louis area, please come see me. I'll be there next weekend. Two shows, August 26th and 27th, 8 o'clock shows. Help me sell it out. It's only 50 seats per uh, per show. I don't think that should be too hard. Help me out. Come on. I want to next. I want to be in the big room in the next year or two. And make sure you guys follow me on all social media at Chris Allen Comedy, A-L-A-N. I'm out. Peace. Have a good one.